2: To convincing the world that travel through film was not only possible, but necessary to survive.
0: Welcome to Triple Threat Theater. I am your host, Joe Daxberger.
1: I am your co-host, Ryan Miller. Welcome back, Milzy. Thank you, sir. Welcome back yourself. Episode
0: two. Two. We've made it this far. We've made it. We're into the sophomore slump already. <laughs> oh, boy. You've doomed us now. Well, after our intrepid listener hears um, our trifecta for the night, it'll be up to them to decide.
1: <laughs> Some people may not be able to listen to this episode. Well,
0: normally I would have said yes. If this was you and someone else, I would say those are my boys, but I don't know if I'm going to listen to that one.
1: <laughs> now you have to be a part of it. hmm So. So the theme of this episode is Colrophobic Synonymous. Oh. You want to Col- tell people what colrophobia is, Dax?
0: Well, as a one-time, uh, what would you say? Purvey- sufferer. Sufferer of this phobia?
1: Purveyor, I think, would be if you brought this fear on in other people. Oh. <laughs> good, Good call. Um... Chlorophobia, the fear of clowns <laughs> let me just come right out and say it. yep, who likes clowns um the main character's son in the movie clown, <laughs> as we'll talk about coming oh. up um oh. <laughs> I don't know, I like. In this day and age, especially like who decides, like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna become a clown. That's gonna be my gig.
0: Right.
1: Like or just like who if you're gonna if you're a little kid, like, oh,
0: I wanna have a party and I wanna have people there What little kid's like, Oh, gotta be a clown.
1: I don't see that's the thing. Unlike the movie Clown, I don't think that the average kid is like, Mommy, Daddy, I want a clown. I think it's just one of those things that's kind of ingrained in society, like when a kid is at a certain age, it's just like You know, getting a clown for their birthday party or something is just kind of commonplace. Not like my family never got a clown. But I mean, I think it's a relatively reasonably normal thing that you can do for a kid of a certain age. For sure. But I think it is one of those things. It's not like anybody's like, yeah, I love clowns. I got to have a clown around. I think it's just one of those things that now in society it's just like it's been around for so long. Who the hell knows where it really started? And just clowns are a thing. Yeah, They're just part of society now.
0: I agree completely. It's just like, it's that thing that's always been around, so it's always the go-to, and you can mm-hmm. never
1: track where that
0: idea came from.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure people have tried, but... Um, <sighs> I'm sure they've tried. Maybe they the origins really are that uh, clowns began as demons who eat children, but... well, I'm going to put my almonds. money on very possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you uh, suffer of uh, chlorophobia, you say? I would say, um, probably
0: when it comes to like media, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people would be like, yeah, it from the eighties, early nineties. Sure. Pennywise. Cause I remember I was at a sleepover party, sixth grade, one kid brought that and we watched it and I was just, I wasn't like crying in the sheets. I couldn't watch it. (laughs) But I watched it and I'm just like, God, I can just remember feeling like that is so unsettling. Yeah. But I just don't like, I've never like liked clowns. I've never, I was never the kid that was like, gotta have a clown at my party. Yeah. Just, they've always just seemed, uh, how am I gonna say this? <laughs> Sorry to the clowns out there. But I just feel like any, they've always felt like dirty hobos to me. <laughs> and that's just what like, feelings when so Ronald McDonald. I've, I've, to me I'm Not a fan <laughs> Dirty hobo I'm just gonna say it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the
1: bush It's just dirty hobo That's just one thing it. a hobo can do for money
0: That's true but It's just like that Like
1: unshaven
0: Drunk Hobo From whatever It just That has clown makeup I don't know That's just like what sticks in my head Interesting. And then then you just add sharp teeth to that, and it's Pennywise.
1: (laughs) So not so much a fear, but just a distrust and distaste for clowns?
0: Yeah, Yeah, big time. Like, I'm not going to – because it even got to the point, like, all my friends knew I didn't like clowns. So there was, like, even one, like, Halloween party in our 20s that, like, I went to, and, like, four or five people, like – we're in on the gag of like someone dressed up like a clown and like jumped out out of a closet at me to scare me, you know, Jeez, and I just stood there. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> You're not helping things. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it wasn't like I was going to scream, you know, again, run away or piss my pants or anything. It was just like, ah, of all the things <laughs> can we just like wipe clowns out. Yeah, but I digress. I
1: uh never been afraid of clowns. Um never particularly liked them. I'm indifferent to them, but it's funny. This is a thing I've been saying for years and years and years and to the best of my recollection it's true. Um there's only two movies I can ever remember like being so frightened by that I had nightmares. Like going mm-hmm. all the way back to when I was a kid. And uh, both of those movies happen to have clowns in them, although I swear I do not have a fear of clowns. Uh, One was the original It, which I do like. I like that movie a lot, and I have very fond memories of it. Um, And the other one is one of the movies we're going to talk about. In fact, I believe the first movie we're going to talk about, which is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm. And it's a very specific thing that I remember being freaked out by. It wasn't the clowns themselves. It wasn't, uh, you know... The you know, dinosaur shadow puppet or anything like that It was <laughs> It was the scene where the big fat clown Is like Drinking the blood through a silly straw Out of one of the cocoons with a human inside mm-hmm. I found that I have a distinct memory of being At my grandparents house when I was a kid And I don't remember what we were there for But I was bored by whatever the hell was going on, and I went in my grandparents' room, and they had a TV at the end of their bed, and I just turned on the TV, and I was watched. it just so happened, this might be the first time I ever saw the movie, or part of the movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was on whatever the hell channel I was watching. It was just on TV? It was on, it might have been cable, they had a satellite dish, okay. I remember when I was a kid, like one of those giant satellite dishes, it's like the size of three cars now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I remember being alone in their bedroom, laying on the bed, watching the TV and that scene, I have a specific memory of watching that scene and not like running out of the room screaming, but just being like disturbed by it.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh like, I don't have a thing with blood. Um I mean, there are things that get under my skin, primarily uh like eye stuff, oh, like yeah. uh, it's well gouging and yeah. But um I, I don't know what it was about that scene. I'm fine with it now. I watch it and I, you know, get a kick out of it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the only two movies that I can remember ever giving me nightmares or really scaring me oh. had clowns. But
0: well, I think you might have it as well, Mills.
1: Maybe some sort of slight latent cholerophobia. Just a hinge, a tinge. I mean, maybe, maybe just a smidge, a a dab. <clears throat> okay. So, but, uh, yeah. So the the three movies we're going to be talking about are mm-hmm. uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, clown, from just a couple years ago. And the most recent, uh, just came out earlier this year, remake of It. Yes. Um, so, shall we begin?
0: Shall we? Well... At the beginning? Yes, let's.
1: Killer Clowns from Outer Space, released in 1988.
2: CCPD, this is Marlborough State Police. Dave, Kurt, are you there? Over. Jack, Jack, we need your assistance. The town's gone crazy. People are being killed. Over. What's all these reports about circus clowns? These clowns aren't people. They're some kind of, they're some kind of creatures, things from another planet. Look, Jack, they're killing people. Officer Mooney is dead. I know I saw it. He was killed by one of these things. Could you send all available units immediately, please? Over. Come on, Jack. Okay, calm down, buddy. Help is on the way
1: um definitely a cult classic by now mm-hmm. one of those movies where when you watch it you're like how the hell did this get made
0: <laughs> well we've heard your history with killer clowns mhm mine is um i just saw it for the first time last night
1: oh you hadn't seen it before no oh okay
0: <laughs> it's funny cuz it goes back like this is i mean pre internet
1: like, I've always known there was a movie, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I feel like that title, most yeah. people haven't seen the movie, but everyone knows that title. Big time. And the movie poster, even, because I could,
0: you know, that was like, without even seeing it, I feel like I could have, like, sketched the movie poster. I've seen it so many times.
1: Now, I think there's two different posters. Which one are you talking about? It's the one like with the, the world spinning on the finger?
0: No, the other one. Okay. So, um, I've just known that's a thing forever. What year did it come out again? 88? 1988. All right, so I was six. So, I mean, th- as I was watching it, I had zero recollection of any of it, because mm-hmm. I do have a bad memory, and you know, sometimes you don't see something for so long, but I'm pretty sure I've just never seen it, never cared to see it. I don't like clowns, <laughs> so I wasn't going to go out of my way.
1: How perfect that this is the second episode we we do for the show.
0: Oh, for sure. Like... Of
1: all the things that would get
0: me to watch this movie from 1988 about clowns that I hate, is this podcast. So, you know, it's I
1: may be completely wrong here. This was one of the first ideas for an episode that we came up with. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this was your idea, was it not? To do these, to do clown movies.
0: Again, you have such a better memory than I do, but it's possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: we could check the tape somehow, but who wants to scroll back through all those texts? And <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm me... pretty sure it was, though, if I recall correctly.
0: Okay. Well, let me say this. Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
1: Yep. It's a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. It is a terrible movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is one of those movies where I own it. I owned it on DVD. I've owned it twice on Blu-ray now. <laughs> oh, God. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I I do have... Fond memories from when I was a kid watching it. Like everybody has different movies that they have like special attachment to or that they watched when they were a kid. I talked on the last episode about how uh, Leviathan or not Leviathan, uh, Deep Star Six and The Stuff are like those two movies I rented over and over from that one little video store in the town I grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, you know, someone like Tony uh, grew up watching like slasher movies when that wasn't really my thing. And for some reason, right up there, with those other movies I mentioned, and like critters and tremors was killer clowns from outer space like oh, wow. i've okay. if I had to guess I've seen it like six or seven times now throughout mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. um and you know, I remember the really the the parts that I really like, like some of the special effects and things um I forget in between viewings all the shitty stuff, and there's a lot of it there's a lot there's a lot of Hot trash in that movie. (laughs) But, like, knowing that this movie doesn't really take itself seriously and the guys who made it weren't taking themselves seriously, like, it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but just the sheer fact that it exists. Sure. And it feels like a movie that would have come out, like, three years ago and been, like, a direct-to-VOD, like, Netflix movie you've never heard of with a horrible fucking Photoshop poster or something. But this is a real, like... uh, like a time capsule from this time period For sure
0: Even, I mean, don't get me wrong I've already called this movie terrible and hot trash mm-hmm. But I would consider this like an 80s gem as well oh, yeah Because of all those factors Yeah So I was kind of blown away Because like knowing for so long Like like what the clown, especially the faces look like
1: mm-hmm.
0: Dude, I had no idea they were going to be giant With animatronic heads and faces like that <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's not a ton of motion in the faces, but they, you know, the mouths can move a little bit and the eyes blink.
0: And the ears, they were big on, like, uh...
1: Wiggling the the ears.
0: Ears wiggling.
1: I think it's just anything that stuck out that they could potentially put a motor in.
0: Right. Um, I, of course, this podcast goes into spoiler territory, because no need to be a spoiler warning on a 30-year-old movie. But I hated, especially... That they had talked in, like, baby voices? <laughs> yeah. That bugged the shit out of me for some it reason? It bothers
1: me more that, like, it's just, it's so much of an afterthought. Like, they obviously ADR'd that stuff in, and it's just, oh, like, yeah. the mouths don't move at all. Mm-hmm. It's um, just gibberish. hmm Yeah.
0: Exactly. But every
1: now and then you can, like, sort of hear a word or part of a phrase if they yeah. want to give the impression of what's happening, but...
0: I feel like once or twice that happened, and I, at that point I was like, I just don't give a shit, so <laughs>
1: what's, what's yeah. this
0: creep clown thing with the uh, popcorn gun going to say that's going to pull me back in? <laughs> Nothing.
1: Um, one thing I'll say is that I think one of the reasons that this movie has always stuck with me so much is it fits into a, a subgenre that I really love, oh. which is just like a movie opens on something falling from space and uh-huh. landing in a small town.
0: Don't get me wrong. I do love that.
1: Yeah, well. just movies like this or Slither or the, the original Blob. The Blob. Yeah, I, I just love that as a concept. I mean, as you know, my comic Mangal, is it's not mm-hmm. something falling from space necessarily, but it's it the, the small feel. town police force fighting something they don't understand. And uh yeah, I just that's a genre that is near and dear to my heart. Um You
0: know, um this movie for whatever reason, it just it kind of felt like the blob remake to me, mm-hmm. where like that kind of you know small town setting, and then like you know, someone dies real quick early on, and then it's just like the townsfolk are running around the whole time trying to figure oh, out what's going well, on. Well, let's
1: get into some of the real specific tie ins to the blob. Um, oh, yes, the original now I get the original and the remake confused a little bit in one. I think it's a homeless man. I think it might be in the 80s version. It's a homeless man who stumbles upon the meteor and the blob. But I think in the original, it's actually like a podunk farmer kind of guy, just like in Killer Clowns, mm. who like sees the meteor, goes looking for it, and is the first one to get attacked. So that right there, like, I think is an immediate obvious reference to the blob. Yep. Also, the. Um, like teenagers being the main characters, boyfriend, girlfriend are like the the leads, mm-hmm. which is just like the original Blob with Steve McQueen and the remake with Kevin Dillon and uh, oh, what's her name? Um, I don't remember. She was. I always remember that she was the fucking uh, Shawnee Smith. She was the uh, um, the secretary in the doctor's office on the TV show Becker. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that yeah, but that was that was an early role for her, Shoni okay. Smith in the blob right. um, and then, yeah, just like small town creatures running rampant, um the police don't believe it at first, and then you know the big climax where everything is basically taken care of within this small town, and that right there is an indication of the budget of these movies, like yes. they can't go big, like there's always gotta be some reason they can't reach the military or, or whatever oh, you know right, of course. Um, This seemed like this movie I'm not going to say it had a big budget But they made a lot of stuff for this movie mm -hmm. They definitely did And a lot of it is quote unquote budget Like the interior of the spaceship You'll have like a hallway that's all funny looking and painted But then whenever they're supposed to be in like a large open space It's just a black void with a couple of props To give the impression that they are somewhere, you know Or like a really outrageous matte painting Yeah, that matte painting though well, I guess there's a couple of them, but that one when they walk into the room, that's just like a giant shaft. Yes, like it's pretty cool looking.
0: <laughs> I mean, they it, it is. I mean, it's not wasn't like terrible. I mean, clearly, it's we can pick it out that. But at the time, I feel
1: like that probably would have looked pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure when I was a kid, if you'd have asked, I would have never been able to guess that that was a painting. No, forget it. I mean, nowadays I have the concept of a matte painting and like you know. That's the immediate thing that jumps to mind when it's like, how the fuck could they afford this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, did you know that the guys who wrote and produced and directed the movie, the Chiodo brothers, they are actually known more for special effects work than anything? Uh, No, I didn't. I've only looked into the movie a little bit. I read a couple
0: things. But from what I can tell, those guys made this movie and then they've been trying to make a sequel ever since.
1: Yeah, apparently that's true. Yeah, and most recently they're talking about attempting to make a TV show out of it. But yeah. I think I think any kind of updating or bringing it into the modern day is a bad idea. It's perfect the way it is, like we were saying, like a time capsule of the '80s. Right. But um, yeah, like so, Stephen Chodo, it's three brothers: Stephen, Edward, and Charles Chodo. Um, Stephen directed it. Charles was largely involved with it. The two of them, at least, are special effects guys. Um. They've never directed another movie. They directed like a couple episodes of TV and like a short film, but uh, they have worked on special effects for movies such as All Four Critters movies, Ernest Scared Stupid, and more recently, Elf and Team America World Police. Interesting. These guys are big on like puppets and like mask and creature work and stuff, so... I I don't remem I don't remember because I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I guess there's some stop motion in Elf that they did, and Team America they worked with the puppets and all. Oh yeah, Elf has like a stop motion uh, snowman, I think, and mm. some outdoor stuff or something. So, yeah, that would have been them, but mm. um, okay, yeah. Uh, I I I've heard uh, that podcast that I turned you on to, um, the horror podcast, uh, Postmortem with Mick Garris. Yes a couple of episodes now he's brought up the Chodo brothers and like how great of guys that they are uh probably because he knows them because f- he directed Critters 2 which they worked on but um apparently they're great dudes they just never you know could get anything else off the ground <laughs> uh well but um it's rough living another thing i like about this movie which is a, is a detail that i often forget but rewatching it this time it's really preposterous But I like the concept of, like, you and I were just talking a minute ago about, uh, like, clowns. Where do they come from? Like, Mm -hmm. how did that idea begin? And they throw the idea out there in this movie, as ridiculous as it is. Like, what if these alien creatures have been to Earth before, like, forever ago? And, like, that's where we got the idea of what clowns are. Like, it, it's not that this species of aliens who looks just like clowns and their spaceship looks like a, like a big top right. tent and, you know, popcorn and all that shit. Like, it's not that they happen to look like Earth clowns. It's that Earth clowns were based on these aliens who had visited right. Earth before. Crazy as it is, I think that's a neat, like, inkling of an idea. Well, it is, like, it is preposterous, but it's, like, for me
0: they had to put that thing in there because it's, like, too on the nose.
1: Like, <laughs>
0: these clowns have all this clown
1: paraphernalia. Well, I think this is, a, this is a, a degree of movie where they don't really need that explanation. Like, this is just silly entertainment. Like, no one's really taking it seriously. I just think it's cool that they went to the lengths of even throwing that idea yeah. out there as crazy as it is. Because I would agree, like, it doesn't need it. But, like, for me, the, movi- the moviegoer that I am,
0: like, I need those things. <laughs> like, I, st- I still didn't like the movie, but I, like, kind of give it props for at least, like, as preposterous as that idea is. At least they did something. Yeah. Because in my, in my lizard brain, I'm still going to sit there and be like, where are these aliens coming from? Why do they look like real clouds?
1: Like, just, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just for them, just to give you that throwaway part, is, settles my mind, I guess.
1: So for anybody who hasn't seen the movie and probably never will see the movie which is most people unless mm-hmm. you do a podcast where your co-host forces you to watch it. <laughs> um let's just run through real quick a couple of the you know the similarities between these aliens and clowns. Um so they have guns that shoot popcorn. Yep. And the popcorn sticks to you. Check. And then there's a part unexplained where the popcorn like mutates into little clown snakes that attack people. Yep. Unfortunately that did happen. Yep. No real explanation there. <laughs> um they have guns that shoot like laser beams that wrap you up in cotton candy and so they cocoon you in cotton candy and hang you in their ship and then they drink your blood through silly straws because I think they basically say that the aliens just stopped by Earth for a quick bite. Like, you see this big room (laughs) early on in the movie when the main characters first go into the spaceship, which looks like a circus tent. Of course. Um, the characters find their way into, like, the feeding chamber, and there's, like, a couple of these, uh, cotton candy pouches hanging, um and then later on when they go back there after the aliens have like taken everybody in the town you see it's full and even that is a kind of neat little detail concept to me where it's like they they're flying across the galaxy doing whatever they need food so they stop on earth and they just capture a whole shitload of people throw them in their you know their version of the pantry and then they're probably going to leave again and just eat us as they go across the galaxy um i don't know i i like that idea <laughs> i like that idea just don't bathe it in clown (laughs) oh gosh what else do they do so there's a scene where one of the clowns like is doing uh shadow puppets on a wall (laughs) and uh and then he he does a shadow puppet of a dinosaur which then like the shadow eats a bunch of people that are standing there watching which is a scene that always stuck in my memory and that felt like, I know that was a quick scene, but it felt like forever because
0: <laughs> they're pulling off like the most intricate clown, uh, finger puppets you've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, he, it's,
1: it's done as a joke. Like, at first, time. it's a simple one, like a bunny. But then eventually, what's that famous painting of like the, the guys on the boat with the flag yeah, like crossing Delaware? Crossing, yeah. Uh, basically, Washington, the, the clown just with his hands does a like crossing the Delaware. Style like a boat with a bunch of people and they're all moving like shadow on the wall. It's just done for completely stupid humor. But Mm -hmm. they're just clown antics in general. Like there's one part where a clown is chasing the main girl through her house and she goes to jump out the second floor window and she looks down and there's a bunch of clowns wearing fireman hats, no idea where they got them, (laughs) and holding one of those like little... Little uh, like things like that you're the, supposed to jump into when you're right. jumping out of a burning building that the, the firemen hold. Mm-hmm. And she like screams and runs back inside the house. Just that kind of level yeah. of goofiness where, like you, I said before, they're not taking themselves seriously yeah. at all. And that's why I think I'm okay just like enjoying the movie for what it is. Yeah, they're certainly not taking it seriously because to kill the clowns, you have to shoot them in their clown noses. Yeah, which, again, it's like a silly send-up of like zombies typically you have to shoot them in the brain, like decapitate them, take out the brain. And in this case, it's the fucking clown nose. And when you do, they explode in a shower of confetti. <laughs> it's
0: just it went too far for me. <laughs> Flew too close oh, to the sun.
1: <laughs> there's also a scene where, um, they throw a bunch of pies at like a security guard at the carnival and the pies are like acidic and melt him. And then one of the clowns walks up and puts a giant cherry on top of him. Mm. I just love how much joy it brings me and how, how much you don't like it. I'm I'm glad you like it. How about that? Um, we got, I don't ever have to watch it again. (laughs) Uh, As far as you know, we might have to do like a best of episode for like episode 100 or something. Oh God. Um, we have to talk about the cast a little bit Most of these people are like unknowns Or people who've gone on to just be in like some TV appearances and things But yep. did you recognize uh, Officer Curtis Mooney of The course. older police officer
0: Now he's a I don't know his, the actor's name Of course I feel like I've seen him in a hundred things
1: His name is John Vernon I think most well known to most people As Dean Warmer in right. Animal House I was going to say that's like the, the main one I can think of right off the top of my head and yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff too. I looked him up just to see like the degree to which he's been in a, a bunch of movies. And he's in Dirty Harry. He's in Outlaw Josie Wales. Um, he's in uh, he's in at least one Alfred Hitchcock movie. I think he's mm-hmm. in Topaz. So yeah, just in a ton of stuff. This was you know later on in his career, and I don't know if it was like he just needed a paycheck or what. Yes, but. I think he's perfect for the role he's in as just like the crotchety old no-nonsense police officer who just fights with the younger officer and doesn't believe any of this clown business, even when it's happening (laughs) to him.
0: Doesn't believe any of this clown business. (laughs) (laughs) He did have a good death scene where that clown turned him into like a hand puppet.
1: Yeah, that was cool. I actually did like that. I like that too Yeah when the clown Like cause it's not A super gory movie For the most part Cause the clowns Are mostly just Capturing people And then like They do suck their blood But that's like blood Going through a straw It's not super graphic But when the The clown has him As the hand puppet And then he like The dude goes limp And he drops him To the floor And the clown like Pulls his hand out And then like Shakes the blood Off his hand That's pretty mm-hmm. Pretty gross
0: But yeah Overall Nothing too
1: crazy <laughs> Yeah Yeah um, one other cast member, uh, do you know who Chris Titus is? I do. When I was looking
0: at like notes of that, it was like I think it was his first role. Oh, maybe, and it's then I completely forgot that he was in it because I don't know who he was.
1: Yeah, I didn't know either, I didn't recognize him. Um, but so Chris Titus, who had a TV show called Titus for a while there with Stacey Keach, like in the mm-hmm. late 90s, early 2000s, maybe. Yep, um, he's a comedian. Uh do you remember in the very beginning of the movie when all the kids are up on like Lovers Lane or whatever? Mhm. And they show a couple shots of uh this dude with like big red glasses making out with a chick in the back of his car. Uh he's just one that was him? That's him. Yeah, he they have a name for him. His name is Bob McReed, but of course it is. He's in like one scene and that's it, but I yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy that he's in there. Oh. oh. And then I guess the one other noteworthy thing for me is the uh, the theme song. Uh, remind me. It's like a heavy metal version of the like, dun, 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 dun. and it's actually oh, got yeah, lyrics yeah. about like killer clowns from outer space. Um, I like that because also it's just like a ridiculous, over the top like eighties thing, like the the metal song for mm-hmm. a horror movie, kind of like Dream Warriors for Nightmare on Elm Street three. Ah, uh, see, I don't remember that one. It's um, God, who's the band? Uh, oh, I cannot remember the name of them. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Did, did like? Do you have recollection of this song in Killer Clowns? Did you like it at all? Uh, sorry, I'm not. trying to think.
0: I don't know.
1: I don't know if I was already getting ready to write the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how the movie opens. Um, it's like a shot of outer space, and you've got like kind of eerie music. And then all of a sudden, the title in like big purple letters, and the title's all angular and crazy, just comes in. And the song just starts with like a metalized version of the classic like circus doo doo do, doo do, doo do, doo 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 music. And then it turns into this like metal song about clowns. I don't know if I caught that at all. i be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you were checked out from frame one. Uh, it's tough. Well, that's too it's bad. It's mean
0: clowns, man. Me and clowns. I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> um, well, anything else to say about this one? I could just keep rambling on. I feel like this is a very uh, one-sided conversation. Yeah, please.
0: Let's wrap this one up. People, if you want to see creepy clowns, you got a lot more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Better stuff to watch than that. We, we had the pick of the litter here. Like, there's plenty of scary clown movies out there. It's true. It's um, definitely true. So, well...
0: For the three things for us to watch for this, Mm -hmm. I mean, it would have been weird for us to leave that out.
1: Oh, Killer Clowns? Absolutely. So, you know. Again, it's just that name. Like, if you did a podcast about scary clown movies and you didn't do Killer Clowns, it'd be weird.
0: Very. And, you know, I'm trying to get to those Millsy numbers, see all the movies, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Cross that one off the
1: list. Well, longer we do the show. It's yep. bound to happen. Ooh, You're going to get up we, there.
0: <laughs> we got some doozies coming.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you right now, just based on doing one episode of this show already, mm-hmm. my favorite part of the show is already finding out what we're going to watch next at the it's end. True. So That's true. <laughs> I can't wait to get there. So, uh-huh. uh, Let's move on. Um, second film, uh, Clown.
2: That is a very old, traditional costume from the Nordic region's. It wasn't until years later it became a silly character. The original clown, he was not funny
0: at all. So tell me, Mr. Carlson, how are we going to get this thing off of me?
2: Very few people know the true origin of what we call the clown. I can show you here. There. It lived up in the mountains, with the skin white as snow, and the red nose blistered by the cold. It lured children out of the villages into its cave. Five children. One child for every month. A winter. And over the centuries, the legend of a cloin was forgotten. He became the clown. His white face and red nose to make people laugh, to
1: entertain children.
2: If only they knew.
1: From 20... Well, mm. this movie has a bit of a history. Um, why, don't you, why don't you give us a synopsis and then we can talk a little more about that. Clown. Uh, like we said earlier,
0: kid has a birthday uh his clown doesn't show up uh luckily for the dad who is a real estate agent he a uh, house he is showing has a creepy uh chest in the attic that has a clown costume in it. he takes it, goes home, saves the day is the clown then he can't take the clown costume off, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs>
1: (laughs) Excellent, excellent way to put it. Um, So Clown, uh, I actually watched this last year when it first became available in North America. Uh, I watched it for Shocktober, and I talked about it on last year's Shocktober podcast that you and Tony and I did, which Mm -hmm. only got released about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Go team. But um, So yeah, the the story behind this movie is it's actually directed by the guy who did Spider-Man Homecoming. Correct. And he also did a very well-received indie film called Cop Car with Kevin Bacon, which Jesse and I watched for the Sidetracked podcast, and neither of us were big fans of. I have not but, seen it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but anyway, so the story, as I told before on that Sidetrack side project, is that in 2010, John Watts, uh, not a name director at all, has never directed a movie – Him and a writing partner of his, they come up with this idea for a fake trailer, kind of like the trailers in Grindhouse um, Mm -hmm. for a movie Clown with the description you just gave. And uh, so they make a fake trailer for it and put it up on YouTube. And they put like a couple of studio logos at the beginning, like screen gems and like maybe Lionsgate, even though they have nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all just a joke and they put Eli Roth's name on it, like from horror master, Eli Roth or something like that. Executive producer or something. Yeah. And so then they just put it up on the internet. That could have been that. But then I guess the trailer like took off and people thought it was real. And so the way Eli Roth tells it is he started getting text messages and phone calls this one day of people congratulating him like, Hey man, I saw the trailer for your new movie. It looks awesome. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he looks it up on the internet and he sees the fake trailer and rather than be pissed off and like sue them, he -hmm. gets in contact with John Watson, his writing partner, and is like, hey, that trailer was pretty cool. Uh, You guys want to make that movie? I'll produce it for you. And so he produced this movie Clown and uh, it was a Canadian production and I think they filmed it in 2014 and – or maybe they filmed it in 2012 It came out in Canada in 2014, and then it came out in the U.S. in 2016. So it just came out, like, here last year. Oh, movies. Just how cool of a story is that? It's awesome. And um, I'm not
0: the biggest Eli Roth fan, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. I don't knock him because he seems like, you know, he's a big movie fan, which I Mm -hmm. like. Clearly this. I mean, a lot of people would have gone a different way in their reaction. Yeah. So just to hear that he, that's how he handled it is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that 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 kind of th- well for that for this guy uh, what's his name John Watts John Watts for all that to happen and then basically that's the movie that got him well no I think they still say Cop Car is the one that got him yeah uh, Cop Spider-Man. Car
1: I mean he this movie opened some doors for him to do Cop Car and get like Kevin Bacon. And then for some reason, based on that movie, Disney was like, yeah, direct Spider-Man, please.
0: Now, I'm not going to say that watching Clown, I immediately said to myself, this is the guy to make a Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. But I'll come around and say, I liked Clown a lot. And you could kind of, you know, it's not, it wasn't just like your average direct-to-video scary movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was It's well made
1: I think It had style Like it was good Yeah I For like you know A 1.5 million dollar budget I think And a first time director Yeah I genuinely
0: enjoyed it Mm-hmm That's crazy That 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 uh, low
1: Budget like that Yeah That's I mean if you really Stop though. and think about it Aside from the makeup mm-hmm. uh Again They don't show a ton You see like some dead bodies And there's like some bones And blood Right But A thing I think is interesting about this movie, which it didn't really occur to me the first time I watched it, but this time around I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. Uh, We were talking about how killer clowns from outer space is very much in that same genre as The Blob. Mm -hmm. Uh, This movie is like The Fly, but instead of a guy turning into a fly, it's a guy turning into a clown demon. Right. And it's like him suffering, and he knows it's happening, and he can't stop Mm -hmm. it. And it's just him getting grosser and grosser, and his body changing, and... Mm -hmm. I think and that's probably a big part of why I was attached to it after one watch as well, without even knowing it. Yeah, well, and it had your boy uh, Peter Stormare in there. Oh to, God, uh, love Peter ex- Stormare. Yeah, <laughs> to
0: explain things for you,
1: Peter Stormare in a supporting role is like no other. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so awesome. So, um,
0: so what does it come to find out? It's Peter Stormare's brother was the original clown. No possessed. Um,
1: what what happened was, so the backstory is uh, in this movie they say that clowns, uh, originally what, there was this demon called the Cloyne, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. And like way, way back, it was this demon that lived in a cave and um, it would hibernate over the winter and it would go down to the town, like the village below the, the mountain it lived in or whatever, and it would steal five children from the town. One to eat for each month of winter While it was like hibernating or whatever And uh, so I, They never say how but eventually This cloin is killed or it dies And it's skin Like can't be destroyed And the skin is actually the costume So when you put on yeah. the costume You're wearing the skin and the hair And the nose of this demon Which is ridiculous but a neat idea It is like and it
0: actually looks pretty good makeup wise Like mm-hmm.
1: the, the gradual change yeah, I love the final look of it with like that horn cool. kind of breaking through the front of his forehead and everything.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, um, and then where the story picks up, like where the characters in the story pick up in the past, is uh, the Peter Stormare's character is like a costume dealer. He like runs a warehouse for like costumes and outfits and things. And this clown costume comes across his doorstep from Norway. And, like, everything else in this this case that it comes in is, like, rotted and fallen apart, except this costume is in, like, perfect condition. And his brother was a doctor at a a hospital or a hospital ward for children with terminal illnesses. And so Peter Stormare's character decides, you know, I'm going to wear this costume to the hospital to bring some joy into the kids' lives. And then he can't take the costume off. He starts to turn into the demon. And his brother as a doctor is basically like, I am going to try and find a way to cure you. And it turns out that the only ways to kill this thing or to stop it are, one, you cut off the head. And then the person that the skin is on dies. But the costume will live on. But just, like, don't let anybody else wear it and you're cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or the only way to break the curse and get the costume off and keep someone alive is for them to eat Five children, and then the costume will come off. And so, the doctor, the brother of Peter Stormare, basically decided, you know, these children are near death. I'm going to take the ones that are real terminal cases that are about to die, I'm going to feed them to my brother. <laughs> and then they get the costume off. Mm-hmm. And their plan is, we're going to hide it in this locked trunk in my attic. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Stormare's brother dies, and Peter Stormare doesn't find out about it somehow. And then the house goes up and the realtor comes and that's how the whole plot begins. It ruins his life. Cool ass story. I'm going to say
0: the story is cool as hell. Like I really enjoyed it. I will give like the one caveat that like while I'm watching it, I liked everything. But I was like, damn, this would be so much cooler if it wasn't a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't know what it would be. Yeah. You know, but just like that idea of like wearing something and it turns you in a demon, whatever.
1: I, was just, I uh, think th- the clown is a perfect idea because so many people find clowns creepy anyway. I mean
0: it is. Don't get me wrong, it is. It just kinda all comes back to my hate of clowns. Like <laughs> I liked so much of it I was just still it's just like, oh, he still ends up just being a, a clown. But the no, way they the, the way they take it well of course. <laughs> but the way they take it and the look and the stuff that happens, like this would be a movie like anyone listening. Like, you should just watch it. I don't even want to, like, spoil this one because it's that good. We can not say any more plot-wise. That's fine by me. But at least I'll tell you um, there's a part where he sets up a rig to try to kill himself
1: Mm -hmm.
0: with the saw. Yep. Which And just everything that happens
1: in that scene, like, blew my mind. Well, it's pretty fucked because, you know, as the guy becomes more of the demon and it's taking over like it wants to eat children and it's hungry all the time and like he's starting to kind of lose control and that's even another dark ass thing about it is it's not just him hurting anybody like he encounters a couple people including his wife and pretty much lets them be because he wants to eat kids right and so like there are some scenes where it's like a child in the vicinity of the dude and he's like struggling with himself to not do mm-hmm. anything hmm um it's got a good payoff in the end, um mm-hmm. yeah, I like the
0: ending, yeah, I do i mean this is this is just like a solid like see this movie, I think it's on Netflix I think that's how it I is I on Netflix. It. I watched it for this past twenty seventeen October mm-hmm. and uh, actually, I watched it because I had listened to the, our episode that had just been released. Yeah, the and the, I kind of forgot about it, and then I remembered. Oh yeah, that's that movie. It's the guy that made Spider Man. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised how much I liked it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I was I was a little worried that you were just gonna be like clowns. Not, not I don't like any of these movies now <laughs> after yeah. Killer Clowns, but mm-hmm. no, no. I mean, it's a different pedigree of film. I, of I, I course. fully understand. But it was
0: like it was well made, and it, it had a cool look to it.
1: And yeah, I mean. You know, you said you think it's above the typical VOD horror. I think it's close to in line with that stuff. It's I think it has a better premise. Um the look of it is kind of VOD crummy, but um it uh it does you do get the feeling like not I would never make the jump like this guy makes three films and one of them is Spider-Man. <laughs> right, of course. But like you definitely see a uh, a craft. To the film It's paced very well There's more to it than just like your Like really
0: standard VOD horror Yeah For sure
1: I mean I think it was a godsend that Eli Roth got involved That the guy even ended up with a 1.5 million dollar budget Well dude can you just like I mean that guy must just wake up Like blessed
0: Because he can't believe like that's the route his career took
1: Yeah and now I mean Post Spider Man, presumably he's doing the next Spider Man. He may even do the third one. But this guy has a fucking career now because yeah. Eli Roth d- went the exact opposite direction you'd expect, uh, like a, a Hollywood type to right. go when they find Any out other. someone used their name without their permission. Mm-hmm. That's so just like the, cool.
0: <laughs> the social media internet age is the only way that would have happened.
1: Yeah, and like you know, Eli Roth. I'm not the biggest fan of him either. I mean, I like Cabin Fever okay. I was disappointed by the Green Inferno. I Ugh. wasn't a huge fan of uh, um, Hostel. Uh, yeah. You know, he's fine in Inglorious Bastards.
0: <laughs> he just <laughs> but- seems like a cool... I think we had this conversation, not on the show, but about like... Uh, Kind of same idea Like I think Rob Zombie Just seems like a cool guy Yeah Even though like I haven't only seen like Half of his movies And I'm not a biggest fan But I mm-hmm. still think he's cool I feel like
1: Yellow Roth Is probably the same thing Yeah Just watching that That four hour long document, Four and a half hour long documentary About the making of uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Made me mm-hmm. fall in love with him Yeah and See I gotta see that yeah, Eli Roth is a guy that, like, well, again, um, that podcast that I told you about, uh, mm-hmm. Postmortem with McGarris, he has an episode with Eli Roth, and Eli Roth retells the story about um, Clown on there. And just listening to him in general conversation, he's one of these guys who is a little bit like Tarantino, in that he, like, knows a ton about movies, and he has a real adoration for movies and everything. It's just... I feel like Tarantino uses all of those influences in a way that I find more interesting than Eli Roth. But yeah, because
0: I didn't like—I didn't really care for Cabin Fever. Probably same with Hostel. I'm just not into like torture porn stuff, and I really didn't like Green Inferno. So, mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know what Eli Roth's next movie is? Mm, Barbarella. Mm, maybe in the future, but no. Uh. Okay. Uh, he's doing a remake of Death Wish with Bruce Willis.
0: Oh, that's him.
1: Yeah, um, oh. I've seen the trailer and it doesn't look great. Okay. Um, but you know, if anything, I think it's maybe a kind of neat direction for him to go. Like, mm-hmm. not a straight up horror movie, but something that's still like violent. I guess. Did I did
0: I just make up that Barbarella connection, or does he really have a connection? On it?
1: Uh, I know that there's always talks about a Barbarella remake, and I think that um, Robert Rodriguez has been attached to it. Mm, and I know that you know Rodriguez, Tarantino, Eli Roth—they all run in that same circle. So it mm. kind of rang a bell when you said something, but I, I don't know if it's actually true. Roger that. But uh,
0: okay, well, go see Clown or go watch Clown.
1: Yeah, on Netflix, and you know, it it is better than your typical VOD horror movie. I it won't is. say by much i don't I don't want to get people's no. hopes up too much no, but, n- uh, not at all i mean i don't, I hope I didn't put that across either, but I really think a big part of why I like this movie so much is the concept like so many of those like v o d horror movies like I'm all the time reading lists online and seeing posts from people who run like horror blogs and stuff about like, oh, this new v o d horror movie is like so amazing, you'll never believe it, and then I watch it, and it's just like this is just a typical nothing new lame, bullshit of an ending, and this is well, not that. I feel like that's what I was trying to get at, that you yeah, just yeah. say better. Is that's how, I've watched lots
0: of VOD horror, <laughs> yeah. and it's almost always trash.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, But this definitely stands out from the pack a bit, and I mean, the fucking guy just made Spider-Man Homecoming, which mm-hmm. was amazing, so.
0: Yeah, this is definitely worth a watch, for sure.
1: Also cool that he didn't just end up another one of these, like, Guys stuck in the horror genre,
0: very much so. Yeah,
1: like you know, guy makes a couple more Spider-Man movies. God knows what else. Mm-hmm. Big budget adaptation of Barbarella, maybe, and then like <laughs> I would, I would like to see him make another horror movie, maybe at some point, if that's kind of what he would do, would want to do. I can't remember, but isn't that the Doctor Strange director? Same thing. Yes, yeah, Scott. No, is that Scott Derrickson? Is that his name? Sounds right. Uh, he was involved. I've was he the director of um, ah? What was the one about? Uh, you watch the home videos, and then the thing comes and kills you. Sinister, with yeah, uh, right. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. I'm pretty sure he directed that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, that Doctor Strange, even more so than Spider Man. Like it made sense to bring in someone with that kind of like horror vision, because of like the weird magic and you know, uh not supernatural, demons, but yeah whatever the hell you would call uh, Dormammu. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no. I, as long as Marvel keeps plucking people from interesting directions, like hey. look at fucking James Gunn. He came from Troma. Come on. He made Slither. <laughs> Sl-
0: Slither is super. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it's, it's a conversation for another time, but I
1: feel like Guardians is like what paved the way for the current Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Oh, absolutely. 100% you know? it is. I mean, just look at Thor Ragnarok. For sure, and I mean, again, I don't want to get too far off of the the track that mm-hmm. we're supposed to be on here about clowns. We've got to get back to the clowns, <laughs> Dax. Right. But
0: we, we're we're it's con- all circling back.
1: <laughs> but I will say that uh, you know it's it's news, like semi-known news out there right now that James Gunn has said that based on the popularity of Guardians, he's kind of being put in charge of like or partially put in charge of the direction that the Marvel movies are going to go post Avengers or post uh oh really uh what do you call it um phase 3
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and apparently like a lot more of the Marvel stuff is going to spin out of like the cosmic universe that he's started to create but
0: oh, okay i
1: digress All ain't right. no clowns and guardians of the galaxy no. let's let's move on uh so third film it the new version mhm
0: So I was going over all my dairy research, and I charted out all the big events. The Ironworks Explosion in 1908, the Bradley Gang in 35, and the Black Spot in 62, and now kids being.
2: I realized this stuff seems to happen every 27 years. Every 27 years.
0: Okay, so let me get this straight. It comes out from wherever to eat kids for like a year, and then what, it just goes into hibernation? Maybe it's like, what do you call it? Cicadas. You know, the bugs that come out once in every 17 years. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed. He says that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing, an evil thing that feeds off the people of dairy. But it can't be one thing. We all saw something different. Maybe. Or maybe it knows what scares us most and that's what we see. I, I, I saw a leper. He, he was like a walking infection. But you didn't.
1: B- because it isn't real. None of this is. Not he's leper. Or, or Bill seeing Georgie.
0: Or, or the woman I, I keep seeing. Is she hot? No, Richie. She's not hot.
1: So, I've never read the book. Me neither. Uh, I... If I read an actual book in a calendar year It's it's surprising You know what but. I do I don't read the book I read the Wikipedia <laughs> Yeah there you go I'm big on that I wrote the whole Dark Tower series Quote unquote <laughs> I I did the same thing But around book four I got bored and was like Fuck this I don't care <laughs> <laughs> Really I seriously did uh, Um, Yeah I do that with all Stephen King stuff <laughs> uh, I just let Joel read it And then tell me about it Yeah That's basically true, true. how I do Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it, uh, for me, the original TV movie, uh, you know, like I said, it did scare me when I was a kid, but over the years I've watched it a couple times. I used to rent it from the library on double VHS box set. Yikes. And, um, you know, with this new it movie coming out, I bought a copy of the TV version on a Blu-ray recently and gave it a rewatch and enjoyed it. Uh, Mm mm-hmm. Had you only seen the TV version the one time? Uh, No, I'm going to say. Because that's the thing. Like, yes, I hate clowns, but
0: I still like, I've rewatched that several times and enjoyed it. Like, I like. That's, you know, I probably sound crazy. I like Stephen King's It. Both versions. I loved this one. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. It's still, like, I just find that clown face unsettling, but I still watch it. Sure, I mean,
1: you're supposed to, but, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. got a great story and good characters and everything to go along with it. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, so the new one comes out just a couple of months ago, and um, I didn't have super high expectations for it, but I was blown away by how much I loved it. Like, one of my favorite movies of 2017, Mm -hmm. and just... You know, I feel like desperately at all times I'm waiting for a horror movie or a monster movie specifically that like a new one to come out that I can love because it feels like they're all just like the VOD trash we were talking about these days for the most part. And it just being like a big, wide, mainstream movie that might still even be playing in theaters like the end of the year. Right. Uh I would see it again. I don't is it out on D V D and stuff yet? It's coming out soon. Okay. As we one. record this, uh, because you I've been seeing like Best Buy is gonna have an exclusive steelbook and all this stuff. But right. um, um, yeah, like I said, I loved it. Yeah, just like, like it's it's so crazy. It's like a great horror, but it's mixed with that fucking like stand by me shit that yes. surprisingly Stephen King does so well. He's got it. You know, like and, I honestly uh, think his like sentimental dramas might be better than his horror movies on average. Dude, come on, Shawshank. I mean, forget it. Yeah, especially when you consider how few of those he's done versus how many horror mm-hmm. books he's written. But um, yeah, it is like the complete package. Uh, you know, the original book. There's some weirdness, uh not oh, just yeah. like the the sex scene, but just like other <laughs> oddities and things yeah. that they leave out of the adaptations. And Which I is think a good that's, call. yeah, all the better. Mm-hmm. Um, cast in this movie is great Like there's nothing I don't like about this movie This was probably the biggest surprise for me this year Yeah I was like I think I wasn't even
0: planning on seeing it It might have even been your recommendation that it was good That got mm-hmm. me to go see it And yeah, just I, wor- positive word of mouth anyways But
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Yeah I yes. saw it opening
1: night and I could not stop gushing about it Oh, So good Um yeah, like, like I said, the cast, uh, all the kids, I feel like for years and years, it was like a thing about movies where any child actor in a movie was almost never good, especially if they were like a main character. Yeah. Um, and then here recently, I feel like that's changing a lot. And I'm more and more surprised by child actors mm-hmm. these well, days. We got to give a shout out to...
0: The kid with the most baller name in all of Hollywood.
1: Finn Wolfhard. (laughs)
0: Wolfhard. Yeah. Yeah. He was great in it. Yeah. Probably my favorite. Stranger Things. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's great. Well, I liked him in this more than I like him on Stranger Things. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, just, I just like that character. He's funny. You know, he's written
1: really well in It. You know, he had some good zings. Character played by Seth Green in the original TV It.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, really?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow, (laughs) and then as the adult version of him, it was Dave Barry. Jeez, or the guy that plays Dave Barry on TV. I can't remember (laughs) if it's not like. (laughs) It's this whole weird thing with me. I can't even remember now. It's like the fact and the fiction is so mixed up with me, but uh-huh. there was a TV show on in like the 90s when I was pretty young called Dave's World, and it was like a sitcom, like a primetime sitcom, and I feel like it lasted a couple years, and I have memories of it, but anytime I bring it up to anybody, they don't remember what the fuck I'm talking about. Do you remember the show?
0: Uh, not at all, no.
1: Yeah, and so I always thought that the main character's name was Dave Barry, and I always thought, Like, you know, Seinfeld is named after Jerry Seinfeld. I thought that Dave Barry was the name of a comedian who then had a show where he, like, played a guy like himself. But it turns out all these years I thought the dude's name was Dave Barry. It ain't. That was just the name of his character on the show. So I don't remember his name in real life. Millsy, I love these tapestries you weave for yourself. (laughs) It's just a lie that I told myself for years because I didn't know any better. All right. Um... Kind of like Titus, Chris Titus. You know, his TV show was named after him, his real name. Mm -hmm. And I thought Dave Barry was the same thing, but it wasn't at all. (laughs) Just random guy named Dave Barry. Yeah, and he played the adult version of Finn Wolfhard's character in the Made for TV version. Okay. Did you bring us back from this crazy tangent?
0: (laughs) I don't know. You might be on the same page as me. Like, I don't get necessarily scared at horror movies. No. Like this, I didn't find it to be scary. Like it didn't like, it didn't have the effect on adult Joe Dax that the original had on preteen Joe Dax.
1: Well, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, there's that just instinctual, like I'm frightened and like I want to look away or I, I, I can't look at the screen or whatever, which does not affect me. It almost never did. Like even when I was a kid that I can remember, except for a couple instances, which I've already mentioned
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then there's like to tension and suspense, but like the, so I felt great deals of suspense at multiple times during this new version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like the scene where, uh, the hair is like coming out of the drain and dragging Bev's head towards the sink, mainly because I was like, something's going to come out of that sink and stab her in the eye. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And then like the part where he appears on the projector and the, and they're all trapped in this small room with a giant version of him. And Mm -hmm. um, like, there were definite moments of like real tension and suspense for me, but it's really no different of a feeling than I get when I watch like uh, British sitcoms, like uh, The Office. And there's those really tense, awkward moments Just because (laughs) people are, like, acting like weirdos to each other, you know? Yeah, cringeworthy, Mm -hmm. exactly. Okay. Like, it isn't cringeworthy, but it's that same feeling of tension and uncomfortable. Like, I'm not afraid. I don't leave Mm -hmm. the theater and I'm, like, afraid to walk to my car through the parking lot at night or something. But, like, in the moment, I'm just, like, my mind is racing, like, what's going to happen? Where's it going to go? Like, this is crazy, you know, that kind of feeling.
0: Well, um... Just while we're on the subject, I really quickly want to bring this up. Do you know what movie actually does creep the shit out of me that I wouldn't even want to watch right now if I had to? I would love to know. The Grudge. Wow. With the Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
1: Yeah. Um, That's crazy I... that you say that because I was going to mention this a minute ago and we kind of got off on a different direction, but that is the last film that really like, left me frightened. Oh, dude me too and i don't know why that
0: makes my my hairs on my arm are standing up right now just thinking about certain things in that movie that's so crazy that that. that movie (laughs) so disturbing and like just just a barely a hint of that came from like the ring and then i think what within the
1: year that year or soon yeah the J Horror boom
0: oh man the grudge Oof.
1: That's so crazy that you say that because that, movie, that is legitimately <laughs> the last movie that I remember being I like it. that. That, yeah. what I was talking about before that like I leave the movie theater and I'm still on edge kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like, and uh, I didn't like uh, the first Blair
0: Witch kind of like not so much the whole thing, but like even like the very I can just remember like a sense of dread that I was like, ugh, like uh, I just felt, it felt that's shitty. the idea of
1: that ending, <laughs> yeah, and then, just leaves and you hanging.
0: I don't, I can't remember where it falls with the ring. But that had some of it, and then fucking far and away the Grudge.
1: Ugh. Ugh. See, the ring didn't bother me at all, but then the Grudge. I remember the circumstances. I was in living in New Jersey at the time, going to the Kubert School, mm-hmm. and I was living with uh, three other people in like a big house, um, like down the street from the school. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of us went to the movies, like a whole big group of us, and we saw the Grudge. And, uh, like, I didn't even realize how much it affected me until, so after the movie, everyone was going to, like, go out to eat and go to, like, a party or something. Mm-hmm. And me being the antisocial butterfly that I am, <laughs> I was like, oh, just drop me off at the house. <laughs> so the, the other people drop me off at the house, and I'm all alone in this big house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that thing where all the lights are off, and it's like, okay, the next light switch is, like, four feet into the darkness. I'm just going to rush and hit that light switch and everything's going to be okay. Yes. Like, that yes. kind of feeling. And just, like I remember walking up the stairs and just looking up at the ceiling like, oh God, is there like black hair growing across the ceiling? Oh just... <sighs> God. And I don't know why. Like at that point, I was probably already, I was second year at the Kubrick school. I was probably like 18 or 19 years old, mm-hmm. but it freaked the shit out of me. And that wow. is the last movie where I can remember leaving an impact like that on me. Oh
0: See, this, This podcast, man We're just learning new things about each other every day (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing that up
0: Hey, my pleasure (laughs) So, yeah The new It didn't give me that effect Which is fine Because I don't even want to watch The Grudge Yeah, But I do want to watch It again Because it's just so well made Um,
1: While we're still on the topic of Like fear and watching Mm. movies Here's a discussion that I feel like Comes up a fair bit Um does a horror movie have to scare you to 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 succeed as a as a horror movie for you? And I'm guessing based on this conversation we're having, you're going to say no.
0: No, not at all.
1: I know people though who are like, if it's not scary, like it didn't scare me, then that it's like not a good movie. Like it, that one thing didn't succeed, so it's like they overlook everything else about it, and that drives me fucking up a wall. It's kind of like. Uh, Do we have a mutual friend that has that stance? Well, kind of uh, Tony when it comes to um, like haunting or supernatural movies. Like he can watch slasher movies all day long and they could be pieces of garbage and he still enjoys them. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, stuff like The Conjuring or movies like that, like supernatural ghost, like possession type of movies. If Tony, our mutual friend, (laughs) Mm -hmm. watches one of those movies and it doesn't scare him, he doesn't like it. Hmm. Him and I have had this debate and argument several times and I just can't wrap my head around it why that only applies to certain subgenres of horror for him but he has a real weird hang up with it.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't have that stance at all. I mean just yeah, cuz no. I I feel like I don't get that scared anyways. Mhm. That's the thing point. for me
1: like if I had to be scared like physically scared and frightened by a movie for it to yeah. succeed as a horror movie, I wouldn't like any fucking horror movies but I it's like yeah. one of my favorite genres.
0: Mhm. Same here.
1: I'm more about like the concepts and stuff and just like the whole how vague it is with Pennywise like he's an ancient evil and all this stuff and just his like modus operandi and the things he wants and the ways he acts which aren't really even explainable by logic like that's the shit that really works for me. Yeah big time and they did a real good job
0: just makeup wise and effects wise pulling all that stuff off.
1: So I saw that movie twice in the theater. And you know what didn't even occur to me until the second time, which I thought was so fucking cool,
0: hmm.
1: is the makeup that goes mm-hmm. up his face. That's actually where his mouth opens.
0: Yes. We see, you You pointed that out to me because <laughs> I thought that scene was cool. And then when mm-hmm. you told me that, I went back and like, I don't remember if I could see it online at the time, but there was at some point I looked looked that up. And I was like, "Holy shit! It did do that. That is so freaking cool."
1: Because I remember, you know, before the movie came out, there were pictures of uh, what's his name, Uh, Bill Skarsgård online Mm -hmm. in the makeup and all. And I remember thinking, like, "Oh, this looks overdone," and like that just seems like a weird, like, modern horror thing to try and do. Give him like the more intricate face makeup, but then like oversized head, and I was just like, "Oh, I don't know, man." Yeah. Well, he kind of has that in the original as well. His head looks kind of like a balloon. Not as big, but... Not as big, but... He's got, like, like a a huge forehead for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, the first time I watched the movie, I was fine with the makeup, but then the second time when I noticed that that's, like, that those makeup lines are where the mouth hinges open, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that was way cool. And there are definite influences from Japanese horror to me in this, Mm -hmm. I feel, Like, one thing that I don't think you really ever see in American horror movies, but it's all over Japanese horror, um, is uh, scary characters being wall-eyed, which is where the eyes are looking in two different directions.
0: Yeah, that's creepy. That is a creep factor.
1: Yeah, and that happens a couple times in this movie, and it's just instant, like, nope. Don't want any part of that.
0: <laughs>
1: you and the eyes, Milsey. Windows to the soul. <laughs> <sighs> Windows to the fucking dark realm. More like it. <laughs> but yeah, just, I don't know. Like I said, there's nothing I don't like about this movie. I think it's got a great tone. I think it looks great. I think updating it to the 80s was smart. Not that I think it's necessary, but like, we've already seen the 50s version. And at this point, like, modern audiences seeing a movie that takes place in the 80s, I think is a little easier to swallow than like the 50s thing. Yeah. Plus if it was in the 50s, then the quote unquote modern day adult segments in the second movie would have to be in the 80s. Right. Right. It's just, it just makes sense to do it this way. And I just think
0: the 80s, not I'm a child of the 80s, but Mm -hmm. the 80s is
1: always going to be a good setting. Yeah. And you know, They didn't even really push the 80s thing Like it's a kind of like old fashioned town That hasn't caught up to the 80s in the movie Mm -hmm. Like with Mm -hmm. the old timey movie theater and all So it still has that 50s vibe And the only time I feel you really Directly get the 80s Is uh, The um, The references to uh, What's the fucking band Um, New Kids on the Block
0: Right Yeah, yeah, it's not like over your, over the top, in your face references.
1: Yeah. Like I think you see on the marquee in the movie theater, like Batman is playing or something like that and other little things like that. But otherwise, it's got that classic old timey feeling town that I think works just fine and it's not in your face. Right. Yeah, I got to agree, man.
0: Just, it was great. A lot of like good decisions were made in the making of this movie. Yeah. And it shows.
1: And uh, so it's interesting. Um, The guy that directed this movie, his name is Andy Muschietti. Muschietti? Um, Muschietti. I think that's like a horror. Muschietti? Okay. Uh, So he, I think, only directed one other movie, which was Mama. Did you ever see that? No. Horror movie from a couple years ago. I liked that quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you might like it as well. Uh, Cool concept. I won't go into the whole thing here, but definitely give that a look. Okay. Um, now the guy who was originally supposed to direct this version of it and worked on the movie for quite a while is a guy named Cary Fukunaga. And uh,
0: that's from uh, True Detective.
1: Yeah, he directed some True Detective. Yep. Um, and he also directed a movie I love called Sin Nombre. Jesse and mm-hmm. I reviewed that on the Sidetrack Podcast a while back. Um, it's a great movie about like. Uh, Honduran gang violence and immigration oh, okay. <laughs> which <laughs> it's hard to describe but it is a great great movie. He also directed Beasts of No Nation which was I think maybe like the second ever Netflix original movie oh,
0: with uh, Forrest Whitaker right? yep.
1: yep, which I have not seen but I want to. Uh, it's the fucked up thing with these Netflix movies it's like I feel no urgency to watch them because they're on Netflix they're always there so I end up missing things like Beast of No Nation. I should have seen that like four years ago. <laughs> oh,
0: of course. Same year. Uh,
1: and uh yeah, he's got a new TV show coming out, which is an adaptation of a foreign show called Maniac. And okay. I think it stars Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, and like Jonah Hill is like a psychopath and views himself as a different person or something. It sounds kind of interesting. All right. But so yeah, basically Kerry Fukunaga. I've heard that like people have read his version of the script He still has a screenwriting credit, I think On the, the version of the movie that got released But I've heard that like his version of the script Is definitely different I mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily say I've heard that it's better But uh, he apparently left the project Because the studio wanted him to change some things And he didn't want to like uh, change his artistic vision of the movie So he left and... Um, Along with him, he had cast Pennywise uh what's his name? Uh did you you watched Breaking Bad, right? Yep. You know the uh like that crazy young kid with the blonde hair who comes in like season four ish? Yeah. He was cast to play Pennywise mm-hmm. when Kerry okay. Fukunaga was gonna make it. He's Can't remember. Can't remember his name. Dude from Fargo, season two. Yes, yes, who played the butcher. But like, mm-hmm. do you know Bill Skarsgard? from anything i feel like well because he's got a famous brother sure but like him i I don't think so have told you anything about him but he's so good as pennywise
0: (laughs) yeah and he's uh, i hate to shit on him like this but he is creepy in real life too because i've seen him make like that the pennywise face (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the smile i was just like oh
1: yeah he's got a look he definitely has a look for sure but a person I would never look at and think, oh, he should have been Pennywise. No cause God, no. Other people that they were looking at to play the role, like, were vastly different from him. Like uh, Ben Mendelssohn, who played uh, the villain in Rogue One. Oh yeah, was apparently like almost attached. Um, wow. Fucking Agent Smith. Oh, was okay. was potentially going to play him? Weaving. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Uh, a bunch of older guys, actually. And then it's funny that both directors cast young dudes when they were in charge of the movie.
0: That's just what I mean. Like those good decisions were made and look mm-hmm. how well it turned out.
1: And yeah, like all like a lot of these kids, like the main kid who plays Will with the Stutter, mm-hmm. and uh the girl who plays Beverly, like she's fucking going places. She was oh, so good. So good in this movie. Um no,
0: the great casting, just mm-hmm. all around. Like just that's like a movie I would love to see, like a four hour making of. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I Just honestly, after watching that four and a half hour making of for Rob Zombie's Halloween, I wish every movie had a four and a Dude, half hour making of.
0: I mean, if we got to do a change.org uh, petition, <laughs> I'm signing it because I love that stuff.
1: Well, let's wait and see if the change.org petition for the FCC to keep net neutrality oh, works first, and Come then we'll on. know if we have a chance.
0: Yeah, we'll have a lot bigger problems.
1: Yeah, you may not be able to listen to this podcast if no. that gets changed.
0: Yeah, because we're gonna we'll be we'll be making them and we'll be stocking them up because we're trying to come up with funds to pay for uh, to get them online.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could start a Kickstarter and then if you back it, we'll mail you a a flash drive with all the episodes <laughs> on it. That's how you'll be able to listen to
0: it. I don't know if we can even afford that. We might have to burn DVDs. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, I don't know, it's like a struggle to think of things to say about it Because, again, I, I liked everything about it It's I, just
0: another one, like, you should see it Just see that movie, it, it yeah. is that good
1: it's, it's the kind of movie where, like, Jaws Like, yeah, it's a horror movie But it's universally praised by everybody And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say, like, it is as good as Jaws But it's that same kind of thing where, like I don't care if you're one of these people who's like Oh, I don't really like horror movies It is a must-see Yeah,
0: and it's nice, like I'm all for new properties and new stories, but it is nice when like a remake comes along and it's just that damn good. Oh yeah. You know? So
1: like with all the nostalgia and fond memories I had for the, uh, made for TV version, mm-hmm. um, I was really not expecting to like this movie even as much as that, but phew, I cannot wait for the second one now, even though boy, I, they've really backed themselves into a weird corner doing all of the kids stuff in the first movie and then they sure. have to recast and make people like fall in love with the characters as adults too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did say it's going to have flashbacks though. Yeah, sure it will. But I mean, you got to imagine the majority like of the movie is going to be the adults, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, so? they've already told the entire story with the kids. Yeah. That's just, I don't know
0: me, just my general stance anyway, but I'm not like, we wor- that they made all those great decisions already that it's like I have hope that it'll be just as good. Mm-hmm. It, like you said, I mean, they got their work cut out for them, though.
1: Yeah. It's just a very unusual decision. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I don't know how else you do it without releasing a four-hour movie.
0: I mean, there's got to be part of it, though, too. It has to be that, like, they didn't know... If that movie was going to go over that well.
1: Oh, no. Uh, yeah, this movie, like speaking of which, it broke like crazy records. Oh, yeah. I think, what was the, um, the highest grossing horror movie before this? It wasn't ugh, crazy was numbers. It,
0: was it a paranormal activity or something? Yeah, it
1: was paranormal activity. And it was like 60 million or something. Mm-hmm. And it, like within a week or two, did over 100 million, which was right. unheard of for a horror film.
0: Right, R rated too.
1: Oh yeah, another thing that's great about this movie is it is R rated, but it doesn't push it too hard.
0: No, that's true.
1: Like it allows the kids to speak like kids do when the adults aren't around. Yeah, which is perfect, and it makes it feel real.
0: Finn Wolfhard there had some great like uh, thirteen and higher dialogues definitely
1: and uh you know it also gives the opportunity like the movie isn't super gory but like at the beginning they can show georgie's like uh dismembered arm mhm mhm uh and stuff like that or the fucking great scene uh when they're at the uh it was a quarry in the original in this one it was like they were just down by a stream And uh, they cut to that one shot of Pennywise like in the tall grass holding Georgie's severed arm, just waving it. (laughs) Waving it with
0: that (laughs) smile. So creepy. Which
1: has made an amazing gif, if you haven't seen it online. Yes, I have. Along with Pennywise Uh, dancing.
0: uh, I've sent it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good.
1: Not enough good things to say about that movie. God, I just, I hope that the second one lives up.
0: Have hope, Milsey.
1: Yeah.
0: Hope we'll get you there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. Uh, There you go. Hey. You made it through the episode without breaking down into tears. I mean, I can't see you right now, but I didn't hear you sobbing.
0: I got it together. I mean, if you set up an episode
1: where I got to watch The Grudge, it could be a different story. Uh, I got to be honest. The idea had crossed my mind before we had that conversation.
0: You know I'm not going to turn it down, so that'll, that'll be a tough that'll be a tough rewatch for you, boy.
1: Excellent.
0: <laughs> I have not seen it since the theater. Me neither, dude. I'm not trying to watch that, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That would be bugged the shit out of me. It really uh. did.
1: What do you think it was? Like I don't even know. I mean, the kids were creepy. It's a, like okay, so quick sidetrack here. Uh. Like, Japanese horror stuff. As far as the movies are concerned, I'm not the biggest fan. Like, I used to love The Ring, the American Mm -hmm. version, but I rewatched it somewhat recently, and uh, it's definitely not as good as I remembered. And it started a lot of trends, which got old real fucking fast. I feel like The Grudge gets by because it was, like, the first one to come out after The Ring, but so many other ones just, like, kind of garbage. But... Like, mm-hmm. there's things in J-horror that it's like Americans didn't even realize how scary something could be until the Japanese started yeah. sending their movies over here. Like, just the kids. Like, if they were just standing there, they'd, you know, they're kind of gray looking or whatever. But then the wide-ass fucking eyes and gaping maws. Yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> that's even just
0: Even just, like, not so much, like... Like say in the new it that house that it was uh, Pennywise was living in. Yeah, like that's a creepy, dilapidated, run-down house. Sure. Mm-hmm. But even like in the grudge, it's just like kinda like that empty, like yep. foreboding atmosphere that bugs
1: the shit out of me too. Mm-hmm. And it's like to look at the house from outside. It's like a nice looking little house. I think it might even be not necessarily in a neighborhood, but like near other buildings. But then like when that creepy ass shit goes on inside and you're inside the house alone.
0: Yeah, dude. Like I, I have like a thing about I mean, sure, if I would have to, like, someone's going to ask me the question, I'm going to say, yeah, I don't like clowns. Those, like, bug me, but, like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's, like, a haunted house thing that bothers me, but, like, a... <sighs> just It's like, just cre- creepy houses.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny that, like, most people I, I know they will talk about a movie like the strangers like it's the scariest thing in the world and i've had several people say to me like yeah ghost movies alien movies whatever but like the strangers that's just a home invasion movie like that freaks me out cuz it could really happen hmm. and to me that doesn't have a big effect on me because you know it it could really happen it's it feels a little pedestrian i guess like sure it would be completely fucked up if that really happened to you i'm not trying to take anything away well, yeah. from that but as a movie going experience like there's i feel like you got to have a little something different to add to it i agree completely i just watched the strangers
0: for the first time for shocktober yeah and people loved that movie yeah Yeah. i mean i see it like and i could see like of all the things like oh god i don't ever want that to happen to me in real life but watching the movie i wasn't like fucking
1: hiding under the covers or anything yeah but then like a supernatural film i think part of the reason i can get into it so much or like in you know a monster movie or something is because it's not based on real life, like in real life, in a movie like The Strangers, there's only so much that can happen. And it feels like you could perceive of a way of defending yourself or you know, potentially saving yourself. But with like a creature or mm-hmm. fucking ghosts or something, mm-hmm. it's like I'm on edge watching the movie if it's working well because I don't know what to expect and anything can happen. And yep. that's why I think those movies appeal to me more as a viewer than, like, slasher films. Because, like, slasher movies, it feels like they have to have inane bullshit, like, you know, Jason Voorhees is constantly coming back from the dead, okay. But, like, why can he just, like, appear in front of you right, <laughs> while right, you're running right. away from him and stuff like that? Like, it doesn't work for me. Like, that's a weird disconnect. But mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, if you're in a dream, on the other hand, like, that that works for me. Right. There's rules... Yeah. Or right, there's and no I've, rules. I mean, I've always said that like the the things that I really like about a monster movie that makes it feel different or interesting to me is the rules that they set up and the limitations that they put on the creature, and then you get to watch them play in it. And that goes to show like, you know, killer clowns from outer space is just goofy fun. But clown, like that stuff we were talking about with the backstory and the rule is like it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense, but it has to eat five children. Like okay. Right. Now you've told that to me. Now I can watch it happen, you know? Yep. Yep. And that's why things bother me. Like I love the alien from the alien movies and then like alien resurrection comes along. And when like all of a sudden the aliens can spit blood, like spit their acid blood that Mm. never happened before or, if they can right. spit their acid blood in that movie, why do they have to savage one of their own to get the acid blood out of its sure. body to burn out of the cage and like shit like that? It starts to fall apart. You but pick those nits, Milzy. Give me the thing. Give me Alien. Give me the Fly. Any of those movies that like follow their own formula, and I love mm-hmm. them. I know one movie that I
0: enjoyed, but I know you don't like for that reason. Is um, it follows? Yeah, that's one that doesn't stick to its own rule that you hate.
1: Yeah, I don't hate that movie, but it definitely we don't like that aspect of it. Yeah, I loved that movie. Like sitting in the theater watching it, I like halfway through, I was like, "This is one of my new favorite movies ever." Like this is incredible. It's a great concept. I love this. It's in it's mm-hmm. amazing. And then as the movie goes on, it's like the writer had backed himself into a corner and just started breaking his own rules to keep the plot going, and it just fell apart for me by the end. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it became forgettable to me.
0: To that, but that not nearly like the Grudge or anything. That movie did creep me out. I feel like
1: I'm not as hard in
0: on it as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I see what you're saying though, but I do. As far as like newer newer horror stuff, I did enjoy that one.
1: Yeah, I just feel like you know when it comes up like what's a good recent horror movie, I can't recommend that to somebody because it did end up disappointing me. Yeah, like I could bring it up in like general conversation, but I'm not going to tell anyone like oh it follows you must see like the first half of it follows you must see it's i love that concept a <laughs> right. thing that can't be stopped and it will just never stop coming for you because like, when that
0: thing when the thing first shows up for the girl mhm like when she sees it like downstairs or whatever yeah
1: that's fucking creepy as hell sure but then by like halfway through the movie or more when it's just appears as a naked man standing on top of a house for no reason what the fuck <laughs> right. like Right. It's supposed to be never-endingly following you. Why is it chilling on a roof? I yeah, yeah, don't want to go down that fucking road. But yeah, that's that's you. what bugs me about that movie. God, it just all goes back to you and the rule breaking. Yeah, I just love a good set of rules, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't I? Don't knock it. Yeah. So, uh, this is the easiest. It, this is only a second episode, but this is the easiest grading for me
1: ever. <laughs> it's actually going to be a little tough for me, but uh, I'll yeah. let you go okay. first since it's so easy. All right, you got to uh, buy one, borrow one, and burn one. Mm-hmm.
0: Buying It. Yep. Borrowing Clown. Mm-hmm. Burning
1: Killer Clown's no problem in the world. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, it, so good, that's my buy, 100%. percent mm mm-hmm. uh, The real trouble for me is Clown is technically a better movie with a cool concept, but I have a longstanding adoration for Killer Clowns. So it's a tough call for me. Um, like we'll if see. if you wanted me to recommend you one over the other, it would. I, I don't even know what I'd recommend because I think Killer Clowns is a lot of fun, Ugh. but Clown is the better movie.
0: You're killing me. But Smalls. you know,
1: I, for me personally, I gotta I gotta go buy it, borrow Killer Clowns, and burn Ooh. Clown. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. it.
0: Oh God. <laughs> This podcast is tearing us
1: apart. <laughs> I love those killer clowns, man! <laughs> All <right. Yeah>. <laughs> the, the giant the fucking clown at the end, then he pops the nose with his police badge. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: the director in that suit, too.
1: Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I did not know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Eli Roth plays a clown in the movie Clown, but I don't know. I don't know who.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, there you have
1: it, people. Yeah. Uh color phobics anonymous in the bag yeah baby <clears throat> so let's let's hey. get to the part i've been waiting for let's find out what we're gonna watch uh and review for the next episode all right i got the random number generation happening we are up to uh 91 potential we're just gonna yeah. keep coming up with ideas this list yeah, is just gonna grow we have please. 91 trios of movies that we've picked out so let's find out what we're watching next give us a please
0: upper. listener keep listening here we go Millsy. 21.
1: 21. Next episode we are watching Size Doesn't Matter. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited Uh, for this one.
0: Oh, that's a good one. (laughs)
1: That's a good one. Uh, That is going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Hey, there you have it. So Size Doesn't Matter. Uh, Do your best to guess what that means, Mm -hmm. what genre it is, what films will be in it. Uh, but we have three movies that apply to that title, and when uh, we get to episode three, we're going to watch them. I th- I've i seen two of them. I'm I've seen sure. all three, but it's been for goddamn ever since I've seen one of them. Same. <laughs> Oof, can't wait. Can't wait. Yep. Definitely. All right. <laughs> all right. The threat strikes again. <laughs> See, that's the thing for me is I'm excited about uh-huh. every single one of these. I don't uh-huh. care which one we get. I'm excited for it. Same here. All right, Size doesn't matter. Nope. Let's do it. All right. So who knows when we'll record or post again, but when we do, I look forward to speaking to you again about some more movies, Dax. Same here, champ. Until then, my name is Ryan Miller. And I am Joe Daxberger. Thanks for watching.